0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Ain't no way they can stop me now Daddy, cause I'm on my way I can feel my rain coming
0: It's the blood of a champion catch on an extra 15 minutes here because we got a lot to talk about. I'm going to be picking odds for every single game. But first, let's talk about the basics, Final Four, all that. Um, The only thing that jumped out at me, I thought the committee did an overall good job with everything. But I'm, I'm in the same boat as a lot of people. Michigan State, if they're going to be a number two, they can't be in the same bracket as Duke. And their explanation for it was just the location. This is closer to the state of Michigan. And I don't like that. I mean, if they're going to be a number two pick, they shouldn't be in the the same conference, the same region, as the number one overall one seed in Duke. And uh, they got the bad straw of that. I think they should have been number one after winning the Big Ten. They should have been over Gonzaga. But, you know, it is what it is. Outside of that, not too many things jumped out of me of wrong things. I think Bill Nova should have been ranked a little higher than Marquette. Little, little tweaks like that. But overall, usually I have a uh, laundry list of complaints of how the committee does this. So for tonight and this year, not too bad. Um, overall, Duke definitely has a cakewalk into this, uh, you could even say national title game, but at least Final Four. They should breeze through everybody. MSU is literally the only team in the East region that could beat Duke, so they're an easy Final Four. As they should be, they earned it, they won the ACC, they got the best player, blah, blah, blah. They're they're no fluke this year, obviously. Uh, Down in the West, Gonzaga has won. I do not have them winning that. I have them getting upset by the number four Florida State into the Elite Eight. Uh, The bottom, I think it's going to be a complete mess because I know I'm going to get into it a little later. But Michigan, as a two seed, could totally see Michigan dying out and not even making the Sweet 16 because that Florida-Nevada, whoever wins that 7-10 matchup, they could easily beat Michigan, man. And that's not giving me a lot of confidence. Texas Tech, I don't like any of these three seeds. We'll get into that also either. But I'm picking Florida State to win the West. That's right. I'm picking a four seed. They got a big, big man. They got a lot of shooters around him. ACC power. So that's ACC in the East, ACC in the West. Let's go over to the South now. Virginia is the one, but I am going to take, as much as I love Virginia this year, uh, Virginia, they're usually a team, I always say, oh, if they're down 10, they don't have the offensive power to come back into a game. You saw that last year when they got knocked out by the 16th seed for the first time ever. But this year, they do have that power. This year, they can certainly score. So this year, Virginia gets a lot of love, but I do have them getting knocked off in the Elite Eight. by number two, Tennessee down there. Um, there's a couple of tough matchups in that uh, region, this should be a fun first round, but uh, I'm going to go with Tennessee. I know uh, the 10 Cincinnati is a potential matchup. Purdue is a tough matchup, but you know what? Tennessee, they were the one seed all season long, and there was a reason. They deserved it. They were a good team most of the year. They had some tough fouls with Kentucky. They won two out of three with that, but they did fall to Auburn really bad in the uh, SEC tournament for a bad taste in people's mouths. Debatable that they could have been a one seed. If they won that tournament, obviously they would have been, but Tennessee, I like them. I think they're going to do it. I think they win the South. So that gives us Duke, that gives us Florida State, that gives us number two, Tennessee. Down in the Midwest, I'm all over North Carolina. Anybody who knows me, listens to the program, big-time fan of the Tar Heels. Uh, not going to be that easy. I mean, they have a potential second-round upset, too, and we'll get into that when we go through the games. Utah State matches up very well with the North Carolina Tar Heels, so you're going to be pulling for Washington if you're a Tar Heels fan. They got Auburn in there. Everybody's riding on Auburn. Everyone loves how hot Auburn is. Even them, they could have been a higher seed, too, I agree with, uh, especially since I hate the three seeds, but Auburn... Not too many marquee wins throughout the regular season, but they did win the SEC, and everybody's talking about them and what they can do from the three-point line. Kansas has a four in this one. They're a team that should not be a four. I would put Auburn had a four over Kansas. This is not the same Kansas team we've been seeing. But uh, Kentucky, they get down there as a two seed in this region, uh, and Houston is the three. So uh, a couple of really good first-round matches in this one, too. We all know the Cinderella's. It's all about calling the Cinderella's right. It's going to be different when you're a betting man because you know what the spread's big time factors we got a couple playing games we're going to start with them we're going to move on to everything oh you know i didn't give you my overall predictions all right sorry east duke west florida state south tennessee midwest unc i'm taking it's going to be duke versus carolina for our fourth time we have not seen that maybe ever i don't even know it's uh that'd be a hell of a national title game all the games are great we saw the one with zion it came down to the wire last 10 seconds i think it's gonna be duke versus north carolina and this time Kobe White ain't missing the last shot. I'm taking the UNC Tar Heels to win it all, baby. But Duke, no doubt about it. I think they're a cakewalk all the way that national title game. Believe me, they got an easy, easy ride. But let's get into everything. We're going to go game by game. You're going to have a pick, a bet on every single game, first-round matchup. There's nothing more exciting than that Thursday, Friday from 12 o'clock to 12 o'clock, pretty much, of nonstop college basketball. It's going to be a good one. But we do get those playing games, and I'm not going to ignore them either. So, we're going to hit those as well. Number one, the first pl- uh, play-out game, Fairleigh Dickinson versus Prairie View A&M. The winner gets the 16 seed in the West versus Gonzaga. So, obviously, you win, you're out. Uh, Prairie View opened the season on an 11-game losing streak. They started 0-11. They finished 21-1, winning the Southwest Atlantic Conference. And Fairleigh Dickinson, they ranked fifth in all of d one three-point percentage. So, despite Prairie View ranking 318 at three-point percentage, each team uh, – they nearly have the same amount of points per game. Bailey Dickinson, 75.4, and Prairie, uh, Prairie View A&M, uh, seven point, uh, 75.0. Uh, I'm going to ride the hot hands here. The spread is Dickinson, minus 1.5. The over-unders, 149.5. I like the first-half unders in a lot of these games. It's just very, very tough competition. You're coming out, you're jittery, you're amped up. The defense is at an all-time high. I love first-half unders in a lot of them, including this one. But for the game, I'm going against the fifth overall team at 3 4 three-point percentage. Prairie View A&M plus the one-and-a-half. That's who we're rolling with there. Temple and Belmont, these ones are a little more interesting. This is a good one, too. Belmont's minus three-and-a-half, over-under, 155.5, and it's going to be high because Belmont can flat-out score, guys. Uh, the winner gets the 11 seed versus number six, Maryland, and Belmont is 16th in the nation in points per game, second in the nation in um, total points, 43rd in three-point percentage, 25th in total rebounds, and first Overall, in all the country, it assists. Uh, Dylan Windler is going to be a name you're going to need to know. He's a senior. Averages a double-double at 21.4 points and 10.7 rebounds. All Temple's really got over Belmont looking at this matchup on paper is they play in a better conference. The American Conference is better. But um, I don't think that's going to last. I think Belmont's a better team here. I love them. I'm uh, going to be betting them pretty hard. I saw three and a half. I saw that uh, as low as three. Belmont's the play here. I love them a lot. That's a play tomorrow night. You're going to be one to best. Uh, Going on to Wednesday night, NC Central, North Dakota State. The winner plays Duke. Another one. You're going to be out uh, as soon as you win. Uh, North Dakota State turns the ball over a little too. Must be laying five and a half in an elimination game. So I'm going to be taking NC Central plus the five and a half. We're not going to stay on that one too much. Moving on to the last playing game for the battle of the 11 seed to take on number six, Buffalo. St. John's catching one against Arizona State. St. John's, they may have the best player on the floor in Shemaria Ponds, but they struggle against big men. Uh, Zylan Cheaton of ASU, he should be a huge factor in this game. Uh, and he, uh, the size has been a problem for St. John's all year, and this guy's got the size, and he puts up the numbers besides it. The game does take place in Dayton, Ohio, so the travel makes me like St. John's a little bit in the first half. But for the game, I'm sticking with Arizona State in those bigs, so give me Arizona State minus that one. Now we're going to go in order of literally the day, the times of the game instead of going down the bracket. So the very first game we're going to see on Thursday to start the real madness is Minnesota and Louisville. Very, very interesting matchup. The difference in this is going to be at the free throw line. Minnesota, uh, Minnesota shoots 67.9 at the stripe. Louisville has the ninth best percentage at the line in the whole entire country. That's a big-time difference. But we can't talk this game without talking about how Rich Patino is the coach for Minnesota and his brother Rick Patino used to coach Louisville. Will Rick be in the house? Will Rick have some thoughts for Rich? Is he going to help him coach? I kind of like – I know I said the free throw line favors Louisville, but with that aspect, you never know. I hope Rick is in the building. If Rick's in the building, we're taking Minnesota with the five. But I do like Louisville to win it outright. The main play here is uh, one of my favorites. Again, you're going to hear this one a lot. First half under. The total is not released. I haven't seen a lot of first half lines already. But first half under is the play in Minnesota Louisville. Going down to the next game, 1240 on True TV. Number 14, Yale versus LSU, the number three seed. LSU minus seven and a half. A lot of points here. One and a half total. Uh, I got a lot of love for the Ivy League in this one. Um, this is one of my upset specials. Yale is wet all over the floor. They play up-tempo. They're loaded with snipers. LSU, they had a hell of a year, but with this whole Will Wade incident with their coach, I think they lost their thunder. Uh, 14 over three. Ivy over SEC. Yale over LSU. I like the money line. That's a profitable payout. This is one of my upsets. But I love, love me Yale getting that 7.5. New Mexico State, number 12 versus Auburn, number 5. Minus 6.5, Auburn is laying. 143 total over under. Auburn impressed in the SEC tournament, no doubt about it. They're a very popular pick. A lot of people are even picking them in the final four. They live or die by the three ball, though, and that's hard to do for six straight games. I'm going, to go, uh, I'm going to go with Bruce Pearl here, better coach, and I think the threes I could live with the threes in the first one. I think they'll be good coming off it. Uh, New Mexico State, their highest score average is 11 point games, uh, eleven points per game. That's not good. Eleven points against Auburn after the way they've won. Love me, Auburn. I love laying the six and a half. That's your play. Number 13, Vermont versus number four. FSU, as you know, FSU is one of my final four teams, but Vermont was one of those teams I was very, very eager to see who they were going to play in the first round because they were going to be my potential upset match. So the fact that it's FSU, I can't really pick them. You heard me. I put them in the Final Four. But Anthony Lamb of Vermont is a name you're going to need to know. He might be the best player on the floor in this game. But LSU has just too much height and too much shooters to match up here. I, I got to go with the ACC team over the American East Conference team. It's too bad Vermont's very good. You're going to see some cool flashes of Anthony Lamb. He's a hell of a player. But to play here. It's FSU. They're going to win. But I'm not touching that spread. I'm not touching the ten and a half spread. That's how much I love Vermont. And I know I have FSU in the Final Four, but Vermont deserves a lot of love. I'll tell you what the play is here. It's the over of 133-and-a-half. There's going to be a lot of points in this game. I love that over. That's a very, very top play of mine right there. So jot that one down. Get it in there. bet it everywhere. And then we're going to move on to 245 CBS. That's still on Thursday, MSU Bradley. I'm not going to take too much time on these uh, two versus 15s, one versus 16s, obviously, um, all I got to say is they were in a two. They're probably going to come out and really, really show Bradley what they're all about. And uh, I'm going to take them with the 18 and a half behind the pick, no doubt. Uh, moving on, 310 True TV. Uh, interesting. This is the time of year everybody asks around, yo, what channel is True TV on? I mean, nobody watches True TV. What do they there besides impractical jokers? I don't know. I feel like that's the only thing they air. <laughs> but uh, now they're airing college basketball, so you, you better get to know what channel True TV is. Uh, Maryland will take on the winner of Belmont Temple. Plain and simple here, um, Anybody's listening to me, Maryland or been a top pick of mine. You follow on Twitter. I've been telling you to bet them all year. I don't like them here. This is how it goes. If Belmont wins, I'm taking Belmont. If Temple beats Belmont, which I'm obviously not too confident in, then I'll go in Maryland. But this has upset potential written all over it. And these playing games, especially the 11 seed ones, one of these teams usually advance every single year. So I'm riding Belmont. If Belmont wins, I got Belmont beating Maryland. So that's the play right there. Moving on. Number 13, Northeastern versus number four, Kansas. Kansas giving seven total. You catch that one at 4 o'clock on TNT. Kansas at number four is too high for me. I mentioned a little in the beginning. It wasn't Bill Self's best year. Uh, Injuries and personal reasons are a big part of why. Uh, Asabuki out for the year and uh, LeGerald Vic, Personal reasons didn't even play in the conference tournament, not coming back for the major tournament. He's a big-time loss. He had a great stroke from three. I think – Auburn should have got this four, no doubt, instead of KU, but you know it's still self in Kansas. So you got to do that, and they've been in this tournament 30 straight years now. But Northeastern has very good guards and are a good three-point shooting team. I could see Northeastern winning outright in this one, but I'm pretty confident I'm pretty confident they might be able to cover in this one uh, just because of the threes, and Kansas, uh, they're not as intimidating as they should be, but they're not the usual Big 12 powerhouse suspects that we're used to seeing. I'm going to take Northeastern with the points. Uh, it's hard to knock Kansas out in the first round, but – I can see Kansas winning a buzzer beater with Northeastern covering in this one. Too many points. Kansas isn't that good this year. This matchup speaks for itself. 430 TBS. Everybody getting out of work just in time to catch it. It's Murray State versus Marquette. Number 12, Murray State and John Morant versus number five, Marquette and Marcus Howard. Marquette is giving four and a half here. Uh, John Morant, we all know this guy is a lottery pick. Marcus Howard was uh, a East player of the year, but uh, people are going to fall in love with John getting points in this one. I'm telling you, uh the Big East, you gotta hold the conference very, very high here. The Big East over Ohio Valley. John Morant will probably outshine Howard statistically, but I still think Marquette's the better all around team and Murray State's never played in a big game like this before. I'm gonna ride. I think the public's probably gonna be all over Murray State. Oh, you're giving John Morant four and a half points. Well listen, Marquette's the all around better team, and I'm sure John Morant, he's gonna need to put up Forty. He's gonna have to really, really shine to pull this upset off. If not, it's gonna be all Marquette in this one. Give me Marquette with the four and a half. Moving on now, number ten Florida versus number seven Nevada. A potential to be the greatest game out of all of these. I mean, look at this. You get back to back awesome games. This one goes off at six fifty, so should be ending uh, starting around the time Murray State and Marquette ends. And uh, Florida, they didn't get that foul call in the SEC tournament. Always maybe we're talking about them as highly as everyone's talking about Auburn. So uh, Nevada. They have a lot of experiences, a lot of seniors on this team. you got the brothers over there. I think the winner of this game has a serious, serious shot of defeating Michigan in the second round and advancing to the Sweet 16. I'm going to go with the experience here. I know Florida's pissed about that foul call. It should have been called. That would have put the game in OT if he hit the free throws, of course. You still have to play it out. But Florida deserved the love. Uh, They get the 10. Nevada probably – should have been a little lower, but they slipped up in the end of the uh, end of the year and lost a couple games. They did not win that tournament. So, but I'm still gonna ride with Nevada. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the experience here. Experience gets the edge. Nevada minus two. I got them winning, and then yeah, I'm gonna have them beat Michigan too. Sweet sixteen for Nevada. And then seven ten CBS. It's uh, Abilene Christian versus Kentucky. I'm just gonna take the twenty three points for Abilene Christian just because all these fifteen and sixteen seeds. They can't all cover the spread, right? I mean, the twos and the ones, they're not all going to beat these guys and cover the spread. So I'm just going to go at Abilene Christian to, to cover 23 just for the hell of it. No, no research, no nothing. That, that's the play there. 720 TBS St. Mary's, number 11, taking on number six Villanova. Nova giving five and a half over under 130. We all know St. Mary's is coming off a big-time uh, conference tournament win in the WCC, beating Gonzaga. Uh, they were 14-point underdogs in that one, they beat them. Villanova is a tough first-round matchup, though. I can't see Jay Wright getting bounced in the first round, uh, bottom line. You'd think St. Mary's would have a very good pe- uh, post presence with the goon that they have, but uh, he's, he's terrible. The big man blows. He's no good. He's not a threat. Uh, Villanova won't be intimidated by him. I think Nova takes away and wins it all. I like Nova to win this one, cover the five and a half. I also like the first half under in this one, which is not out yet for the game total, 130. So you got to figure it's going to be around like 60, 61. I like that under. Should it off to a slow, sluggish start there. Number 16, the winner of uh, Fairleigh, Dickinson, and Prairie. I uh, had Prairie winning that one versus Gonzaga. Um, we don't have to get into that. It's a 16 versus a 1. If you're betting those, I mean, all the power to you. But this one's one of the more interesting 15s versus 2s. It's Montana versus Michigan. That goes off at 920 on True TV. Uh, I think they might, they might, the game might take off a little later than you would expect in this one. I know Michigan will probably end up winning and winning by a lot, but I'm going to ride First half, Montana in this one, because you know what? Here's why I don't like Michigan. They go through some scoring droughts. There's points where they just can't score. You saw it in the Big Ten Championship. They were up 12, 13, 14 on MSU, and then they just let them right back into the game, MSU. I know they are peeling themselves off that injury, blah, blah, blah. Shades of Kevin Ware. We see it all the time. But Michigan, they go through these droughts, and it's the wrong time of year to go through droughts. They've done it all year. They have never fixed that, and you don't know who's going to take the last shot. It should be Leslie Poole, but for some reason, he doesn't seem to be getting the ball at the end of the game. So I like first half Montana and then Michigan to eventually pull away. But again, I got Nevada over Michigan. No sweet 16 for the Wolverines. Number 10, this is a juicy, juicy matchup. 940 CBS. Number 10, Seton Hall taking on number seven, Wofford. Wofford is minus three. 142 and a half is the over-under. Hey, the names are in this one, too. Miles Powell versus Fletcher McGee. If you don't know who Fletcher McGee is, get to know him. Two NBA prospects, Miles Powell and Fletcher McGee. Uh, McGee, three-point shooter. You know Powell can score anywhere on the court, but McGee is the best three-point shooter in the whole entire country. And Wofford is second in the nation in three-point percentage. It's gonna be a tough matchup for Seton Hall. People are gonna fall in love with Miles Powell, but you should be falling in love with Fletcher McGee. I've been on Powell all year. It pains me. Pains me. Pains me to see them in the first-round match with Wofford, who also is riding a 20-game win streak, as a matter of fact. Both teams have a shot of beating Kentucky in this one. Tough pick. Um, I have Seton Hall in my bracket, but I'm not confident in it. I just can't turn my back on Miles Powell, can't bet against him, pick against him, and then he wins. I've got to stick with my guns on that one. But the play here is the over, 142.5. There's going to be a lot of scoring here. This is an over I like, and I'm a big under guy. So when I tell you to bet an over, it's usually going to go over um, let's move on now Two, we got two more games left on the Thursday night slate. So the last one here, uh, second to last one, sorry. Number 14, Old Dominion getting 13 points against number three, Purdue. Purdue is another team I've been on, uh, all year too. Carson Edwards of Purdue is no doubt leaps in line boundaries above the best player on the court in this game, but Matt Harms is going to be in for a very tough matchup against BJ Stiff. That's a name you're going to have to know because he's going to be dominating Harms because Harms is just soft. That's the bottom line, too. It's no easy task. But if Old Dominion can contain Edwards in this one and get him or maybe get him in foul trouble, one or the other, I could see him covering this one, potential upset, too. Uh, I don't want to knock Carson Edwards on the first round, but imagine it for a lot. Have a game plan. Uh, feed your big man stiff. Uh, i like them to cover the 13. Purdue probably wins in this one, uh, number 3C that I, I've liked all year, but, again, don't really like him as a 3. But Old Dominion plus 13, it's a, it's a spread I see covering. The main event, number nine Baylor versus number eight, Syracuse. Cuse giving two and a half, and it's a 133 and a half total on the over-under. Baylor, they have four players scoring score in double digits per game. Uh, Syracuse is just, bottom line, they're a good tournament team every year. They're they a tough out. You do not see Syracuse getting bounced in the first round, really, ever. But Ty's battle has been banged up. We need to get a uh, – Injury update on him. I don't know if he's playing. I think everything points to him playing, and that's why he hasn't been playing in the ACC tournament. Syracuse knew they'd be uh, dancing. But this is a potential team, if Syracuse wins with battle, that could take down Gonzaga in the second round. And I know there's a lot of people who love Gonzaga. I am a year-in, year-out hater of Gonzaga. But uh, if, I, if battle does play, Hughes at minus 2.5 right now, could be a discount. I see them winning, but the plays here are the unders. Under in the first half and under of the game of 133.5. Uh, it's going to be tough to figure out that Syracuse zone. And that's why I like them against Gonzaga because you're only going to have a day and a half to figure out what to do against the Syracuse zone instead of the week like Baylor is getting right now. But you take away those four uh, people with the double digits points for game scoring over there for Baylor in Syracuse's zone. I like them. They very rarely get bounced in the first round. Sign me up with Syracuse that night. That wraps up the Thursday slate. Now we go into Friday, Friday morning. It kicks off that afternoon with number 10, Iowa. And number seven, Cincinnati. Cincinnati giving three and a half over under, 137 and a half. All right, Iowa, can, uh, they can score some points. They're 39th in total, D1 points scored, and also have four players. They also do. Four players who average double-digit points. Uh, but Cincinnati plays very tight press defense. And Cumberland is one hell of a player. Mick Cronin's a hell of a coach. Since he won the American Conference and has to be happy taking on a seventh seed, but they can't be too thrilled that they have to take on a two seed after that. But I'm taking Kentucky. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm taking Cincinnati, minus the three and a half. Well coached, best player on the floor, very good defense. Those things all live up in the March Madness tournament. It's hard to knock Mick off in the first round as well. So, Iowa, I know they could score, but Cincinnati, they could play some D. Defense wins championships, at least first round matchups against number 10 seeds. Cincy, minus three and a half. Like that play. Number nine, Oklahoma, number eight, Ole Miss. Ole Miss minus two, over under, 143. I mean, you can make the case that Oklahoma doesn't really belong in the big dance, but they do rebound very well. And Ole Miss is coming – they're not coming in very hot at all. I mean, they lost four of their last five games, but they do have the best player on the floor in Brian Tyree. He averages 18.5 points per game. I'm going to go with Oklahoma here because I hate them, and teams that don't belong end up winning. That's usually usually how these things go. So Oklahoma, I don't – other than their rebounding, they don't impress me. Uh, I think Ole Miss should win, but because Oklahoma is one of those bubble teams that got in, they don't belong, they will win. They will advance because they're playing with house money, just the way these tournaments go. One thirty, Texas Tech giving 14 as the number three seed to number 14 Northern Kentucky. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of the number three seeds this year. I mentioned it over and over again. I don't know what it is about Texas Tech. Maybe it's because the Big 12 wasn't the best conference in the year. Um, I don't know. I'm just not a big fan. Northern Kentucky could uh, score. They could could score. They have a lot of scores. Uh, McDonald's a dominant senior who averages 19.3 points and 9.6 rebounds. He has two players uh, who each average 14 points as well. I don't know if I can confidently say that Northern Kentucky uh, are going to win this game, but I am pretty confident they're going to cover. By the way, Northern Kentucky's team name, Norse? What the hell is a Norse? The Northern Kentucky Norse. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not buying into that team name, but I am buying into that spread. My play here is Northern Kentucky plus 14. A lot of points here, 137 and a half. That's a good over on that one, too. I could see that. I know Texas Tech can play some good Ds sometimes, but haven't been a big fan of Texas Tech, and they didn't win the Big 12. They could have really shown me something if they won that tournament, but they did not. So there's that, Northern Kentucky plus 14. Number 13, UC Urban only getting 4.5 against Kansas State, who was the number four seed in this region. Only a 4.5-point spread for a 4 versus a 13, so you know people are going to see the spread, and they're immediately going to think this is upset, UC Urban's going to play, there's a reason that spread that low. Sure there is, I believe it, that's fine. This game does take place in the Shark Tank, the SAP Center in San Jose, California. That's an edge for UC Urban. That's an advantage, as obviously Kansas State don't play in California. Kansas State was dominant home team this year, and Dean Wade is battling injuries. He's their best player. He probably won't play. He's definitely someone you want to target here. He didn't play at all in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, Dean Wade, even if he's playing, he's banged up. But I still can't see the senior Barry Brown Jr., very, very good player, very underrated because of Dean Wade. I can't see him getting bounced in the first round. Scary, scary spread, but I'm going with Kansas State, and uh, I think they're baiting you to take UC Urban as much as that doesn't make sense, especially because Mark Madness, they bring out the amateur bets in you. They love. Well, they love the amateur betters. They're gonna bait you to take everything. Oh, number four is only giving four and a half. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me to tell you to even take Kansas State in this one because I've been a victim of spread, of falling in the traps long enough in gambling. But I've got to ride with Kansas State, especially if Dean Wade is playing, even though he won't be hundred percent. I haven't watched much of Houston Irvin, I'm not gonna lie. K-State without the home. On the road, I don't know. It's a fishy game. I suggest staying away from it. But if I had to pick, I'm giving you a pick and everyone. I'm going with Kansas State. And it's a very low over-under. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a battle to score. 119.5 is the over-under in that one. Give me the under. I think it's going to be an ugly game. But let's move on. Uh, number two, Tennessee. Taking out number 15, Colgate. Colgate can surprisingly score. They're getting 17.5 as well. Uh, but Tennessee is just by the one of the most efficient teams. I have them in the final four as well. Uh, but I'm going to give Colgate some love here with a backdoor cover. Carry if the, I'm going to be pretty curious to see if they uh, reach this 150 over/under. Uh, that, that's a lot of love. That means Colgate can actually score the uh, score the rock. But uh, we'll go backdoor cover. Colgate covers the 17 and a half late in the second half. But Tennessee advances and goes to the final four, as you know the way I set it up. All right, number 16 Gardner Webb versus number one Virginia. Giving and a half over under and a half. Virginia is given 23 over/under 130 Virginia is not going to lose to a 16 seed back-to-back years. It's not going to happen. Last year was crazy. First time we ever saw that. But uh, this year, they're a little scary. They're scary because I've been saying, Virginia, I never picked them because I, I think I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. If they're down 10, they don't come back. It's too big of a deficit for that team. But now they actually have a team that can score and can come back, and they can just bury you and take you out of the game, and they don't rely strictly on defense. Kyle Guy is a sharpshooter. He's uh, having the best uh, – years of his career. Uh he'll go on to the NBA. Probably a lottery pick because he could flat out shoot the rock. Um, They play a lead defense still. That's never changing Tony Bennett over there. So I'm riding Virginia with a 23 and a half, especially what happened last year. They will humiliate Gardner Webb, the number 16 seed. Now we get Buffalo number six. They take on the winner of St. John's in Arizona State. We all know the show Buffalo put on last year upsetting DeAndre Ayton's Arizona team. Buffalo, led by um, Massenburg, great player, loves to push the rock. They push the pace, and uh, they shouldn't have no should problem advancing past whoever wins this match. I think they're uh, – I know they're from the MAC, which I don't like, and I'm not going to trust them going too deep further than that. But I think St. John's and Arizona State, the very last two in, is a reason that they are playing in that playing game. I don't see them coming in and beating Buffalo. Uh, like I said, Massenberg and the pace that Buffalo pays, uh, plays, it's going to be a little too much. So they're a fun team to watch and we'll see if they could advance any further than the first round. I don't have them. I don't have them going too much deeper than this first round game, but Buffalo does del- deserve some love. I'm just knocking the Uh, Number 12, Oregon versus number five, Wisconsin. This is number 12, Oregon, the Pac-12 champions, and they're only getting one. One point spread against the number five seed. This is a very, very popular upset. So, only getting one. They won their conference tournament. Um, Oregon needed to win that conference tournament in order to win. They definitely would have posed a bigger threat if they didn't lose Baal Ball. They would have been a much higher seed. They probably would have ran away with that Pac-12 tournament. They definitely wouldn't need to get in, that's for sure. But the Ducks were a team that could have done severe damage if Baal Baal was not hurt, for sure. But... A lot of people on in the Sweet 16, That's, uh, it's fair to do. I've been on half. I've been on trice. I've been on Davidson, the Wisconsin all year, but I can't do it. I can't fall in the trap. There's a reason Wisconsin's only giving one. It's a shame. I don't like seeing these Big Ten teams go down in the first round, but Wisconsin minus one, I'm telling you, they want the people to see that the number five seed's only giving one in that one. You, you think you're getting Wisconsin for cheap, but they're just not going to win the game at all. So we're going to ride with Oregon Ducks over Wisconsin. I hate to see Wisconsin go down. And Ethan has been a hell of a player. He's very crafty. If you haven't seen this guy play, he makes a lot of spin moves down there in the paint, uh, but that's not all he could do. He can actually take the ball up, but he has no jump shot, but around the rim, he's a little wizard. So keep an eye out on that guy. Now we go on to our next game. This is a big game because the winner takes on North Carolina. For me, it's number nine, Washington getting two and a half against number eight, Utah state. And I've been on Washington all year for anybody who's listening to the show or follow the Twitter. But I am not happy with the way they finished this year, and they are set up for a really, really tough matchup against Utah State. Utah State could score, and they could get inside and score. They could score from any way. They rebound very well and knock down their free throws. nothing the team does do. uh, Washington has a great defense. This is a team that gets flustered when things are going their way. They have a lot of swag. When things are going right, you see them skipping and dancing all over the court. But when things are going right, they're pointing fingers. They have their body language just sucked. So this is a team – the new Virginia. If they're down by double digits, they ain't coming back either. And Utah State, they pose a big time threat to North Carolina. They can run with North Carolina, and nobody really runs that well uh, like UNC runs. But Utah State could do it. They could keep up with those points. They could score on UNC's D because it isn't that strong, and they could score inside. The UNC has troubles with people scoring inside. You saw what Zion Williams did in the ACC tournament. So as a UNC fan, I'm pulling hard for my former boys of Washington, but. I definitely really like Utah State to win this one, and they even could be a potential upset against the North Carolina Tar Heels, while I have winning the whole national title. But I know that's a matchup I'm not looking for. I'll give you a double pick on this one. Utah State, you, sorry, you caught the drift. And the under of 135. I'm going to respect Washington's defense. It's a playoff game, obviously, do or die. I'm going to respect their D to keep that game under, despite how good Utah State's O is. I also think Washington's just not going to put up a lot of points. So give me Utah State in the under. Duke plays. They play the winner of the playing game. Who cares? They're going to blow them out. They'll win by 55. Um, That's a boring game. One thing I hate about that is just you very rarely get interested in 16-1, unless what we saw last year. These games are usually done. Um, It's always just interesting just to see how long the 16 plays with the one seed, how how deep it goes. But obviously Duke, number one, number one seed overall, it's going to be a blowout. Don't care what the spread is. Don't care who they face. Uh, number fourteen Georgia State getting twelve against number three Houston. Houston's another number, another number three seed that I don't care for. I like Georgia State's coach Ron Hunter, and he has five players who average eleven or more points per game. That's impressive. So they spread the rock, and they have a lot of people who can take over the game. So that's going to be something to look forward to. Georgia State they live or die by the three, so it's really going to come down to that. Uh, are they going to? Are they going to? Live or die with the three, plain and simple. Are they going to shoot themselves into it or out of it? Houston, very good in the American Conference all year, but you know what? I'm going with the points again. The number three seeds get no love on swimming with the shark. I ain't swimming with the number three seeds. Georgia State, Houston probably wins, but Georgia State covers that 12. You're going to trust Ron Hunter to get these guys ready. Next matchup, number 12, Liberty, versus number five, Mississippi State. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Both teams can shoot the three, and they have high field goal percentages. But I'm not very big on Mississippi State, but I also can't lie to you, I haven't seen Liberty play either. I got to go with the SEC team over here. My play, though, for you, I think Mississippi State wins, but the play, the play is the over, 137. I looked up Liberty stats. I think they could uh, score. Mississippi State is the better team overall. I think we should get a combined score of over 137 in that one. That's one of my other, other overs that I think you guys should go out there and bet. Number 16, it's Iona versus number one, North Carolina, minus 24 and a half. Ready for this over-under? 166. An over-under of 166. That's a high total, man. That's a high total, but they deserve the love. Both teams love the run, like I said. Uh, very high total on that, but don't be intimidated of it. E.J. Crawford and uh, Ricky McGill, they could score for Iona. And I have UNC putting up 100 in this one. You can call me biased. You can say whatever you want, but it's, it's realistic. And it wouldn't be the first time that they scored 100 points in the game as the number one seed. This team, I can't see Iona stopping them, but they're going to be letting Iona score because the game's going to be a big gap most of the way. If I have UNC uh, putting up 100, that means you should probably take the UNC team total over. I don't know that off the top of my head. But that also means for the over-under total that Iona only has to put up 67 for it to go over. And if UNC is putting up 100, I don't see them losing by 40. I'm going to trust Iona that they put up a 70 spot, 100 and 70. So I have to us this on the over. Don't be intimidated by that big number, 166. It's set that high for a reason. They want you to take the under, especially in big conference tournament games, uh, NCAA tournament games. We're riding with that over, a 188. And that goes, we have three more games left on the Friday slates. You'll see all these teams again on Sunday. That's how they do it. You have the games in between. They get one day off in between. But the games run all weekend. And then we'll see them next weekend. Some of them. Hopefully, the ones that you want that aren't destroying your bracket. The next game, though, UCF number nine, giving one to number eight, BCU. UCF is a tough matchup on paper with anybody. They got seven foot six, Taco Fall, with good guard play over there. Uh, UCF just worries me because they are god awful from the free throw line. If they're hitting their free throws, they could contend with a lot of teams. And maybe, maybe if Taco Fall is up to it, can actually try to put a stop to Zion Williams attacking the rim. I don't care every 7-6. Uh, that's no easy task to stop Zion Williams in the next round. But UCF only giving one. They're no cakewalk to just go over the BCU Rams and enter the next round. So I shouldn't be talking like that. But if you catch my drift, despite shooting 64.5% at the free throw line, that is god-awful. I am rolling with UCF. Golden Knights minus one. Next game. Iowa State, number six, very popular pick, and guess what? I'm on the popularity on that one. Minus six against number 11, Ohio State, who I also think are lucky to be in this tournament. I don't think they have any business being in here because outside of Wesson, that team's garbage. And when he was out, that's probably why they're in here. They were getting penalized because they played bad while he was out, but when he was in, they played pretty good. Iowa State's not doing anything. They're not beating a high Iowa State. I love Iowa State minus the six. I'm going to be at that money line and all my parlays. That's one of my top plays as well. I even trust it to cover the six. Iowa State's got a lot of scores, a lot of playmakers. Ohio State has one, and he's slow. They can figure him out. They can figure him out. With a good coaching strategy, they can put an end to Iowa State. Number 13, St. Louis versus number four, Virginia Tech. This is the last game. Uh, St. Louis. One of those teams that was only getting in if they won the conference tournament, they won the American 10. Uh, a lot of points, ten and a half. a half, but Virginia Tech is just a, a landslide better team, if you ask me. I don't like those big spreads. I'm not going to take that. Uh, over under 126. I'm just going to go with the first half under for that one. That's going to be the plays there. Now let's go back to the, the brackets there. I gave you your plays for all your first-round matchups. Put a lot of time and work into that. I watch a lot of college basketball guys. I'm not these guys who just fill out some brackets. I actually have some research and knowledge behind everything. But let's go through some interesting uh, tournament matchups. Duke, UCF, might be their better, the best team that can take them down at the top half. They'll, they'll destroy Virginia Tech, too. They're the four. Like I said, Duke's going to they're gonna run away with it. I'm huge on Belmont again. I can see Belmont as a Sweet 16 team. And you know what? My matchup there, now I'm looking at it in the East region, I have Yale versus Belmont. That's going to be a tough one to pick. I like both those. Uh, I'm probably going to go with Yale, to be honest with you. I'm telling you, I watched Yale in that – Ivy League conference tournament game, they could shoot. They could flat-out shoot. yell I'm going Ivy League love right there. And um, Michigan, let's see, Michigan State, they should be fine too. Um, I got Michigan State and uh, Yale, suit 16 there. So, Elite Eight, Duke and MSU. And I got Duke advancing there. Gonzaga, I have them out The Syracuse. They'll be the first one seed out in my pool. Uh, Syracuse gets the upset. They advance to 16. There's just magic. For some reason, you could hate q team, You could hate their zone, But I'm telling you, especially with the one and a half days to prepare for that zone, Syracuse has a big, big chance of taking down Gonzaga. It's a team I, I didn't think gets the one. I never give Gonzaga love. But here we are. I'm not giving them love again. Marquette and Murray State. That's a big one. Uh, Marquette's a little overrated. And Murray State has got John Morant. But they don't face teams like Marquette faces in the Big East. I, I'm on Marquette in that one. And Florida State, I think, has an easy, easy walk to the Elite Eight. If I'm eliminating Gonzaga, they just got to beat the winner of Marquette and John Morant and Murray State over there. And then uh, I have them beating Syracuse to get to the Elite Eight. But in the bottom one here, a lot more tough. Buffalo, let's see. uh, They're going to take on Texas Tech or Northern Kentucky. Uh, I was on Northern Kentucky there. So Buffalo versus Northern Kentucky. I have Northern Kentucky in the Sweet 16. I have Nevada in the Elite Eight. Nevada gets that spot because I have Nevada beating Michigan. It's hard to pick Nevada when they might not even beat Florida. But that's that. That is that. I have Northern Kentucky losing to Nevada. Nevada goes to the Elite Eight. Florida State beats Nevada. They go to the Final Four up into the next region, the South. Virginia, they will be, uh, they'll be taking on Mississippi or Oklahoma. I picked Oklahoma there. Virginia definitely walks to the 16, no problem. Oregon over Wisconsin, uh, UC Irvine, Kansas State. That's why I got Oregon in the Sweet 16 right there because you don't know who's going to win that one they beat Wisconsin. Both those teams are worse than Wisconsin in my opinion. So Oregon, Sweet 16 losing to Virginia. Virginia advances to the Elite Eight. Villanova and St. Mary's. I got Villanova beating St. Mary's. I got Purdue over Old Dominion in a close one. But I'm going to go with Villanova over Purdue. Jay Wright's a damn good coach, man. I know they didn't win the big, uh, big East and didn't get the recognition they deserve, but let's not take away what Jay Wright's done. Defending champions over there, at Villanova. I know they lost their guys, but Jay Wright still got them where they belong. Pretty good spot because they beat Purdue. They're in the Sweet 16, and that's a game they could win. That's a game they can win. Cincinnati, Iowa. I got Cincinnati taking on Tennessee. I got Tennessee beating Cincinnati in a close one. I really like that Cincinnati team. I like Cumberland. He might even be the best player on the court in that game. But uh, then I got to go. I got to give it to Tennessee. Tennessee beats Villanova in the C-16 to go to the Elite Eight, take on Virginia, where I will give it to Tennessee. They've been the best team most of the year. Why turn your back now? It's not like anyone's hurt. It's not like they're playing that bad. They did get humiliated by Auburn, but Auburn's a team. Very, very streaky. They could beat anybody with a three-point shooting. They could lose to anybody with a three-point shooting. So that's the way it goes. Tennessee just happened to lost, uh, lost them. And you know what? If they won, people will be talking about Tennessee the way everyone's talking about Auburn right now. UNC, Iona. I didn't think Iona was going to be a 16 seed, to be fair. But uh, out of all out of all the ones they had to play, North Carolina is the one where just, they just can't keep up or score with them. So UNC beats Iona. Utah State beats Washington. That's going to be a hell of a second-round matchup on Sunday of UNC-Utah State. I'm telling you, don't look past Utah State. Very, very good team. Auburn over New Mexico State. Northeastern over Kansas. So that's a free walk for Auburn. UNC-Auburn, that's where a lot of people draw the line. They think UNC's got a tough, tough bracket. They do. They do. Even Iona deserves a little love. So they got to beat Utah State. Then they got to beat Auburn. And I still got UNC doing it. I'm telling you, they're damn good. They got a lot of seniors on that team. North Carolina beats Auburn. They go to the Elite Eight. Iowa State and Ohio State. Iowa State all the way in that one. I'm big on them. I love Iowa State. I'm, I'm very big. I know a lot of people are. Sometimes the people are right, bottom line. Houston, Georgia State, that's whatever. You know, I hate my three seeds. So if Houston beats Georgia State, they advance. I love Iowa State over Houston. Love it, love the Big 12 over the American in that one. So Iowa State marches on to the Sweet 16 for a chance at the Elite Eight. Kentucky takes on the big time match. I'm telling you, everybody's drooling over uh, Marquette and Woff- uh, I'm sorry, over Marquette and Murray State. But Seton Hall and Wofford might steal the show this whole entire tournament. It's so good, Miles Power versus McGee. Um, I could easily see one of those two teams being Kentucky. Um, right now, I have Seton Hall. Advancing. I also have Seton Hall beating Kentucky, but even if it's vice versa, Wofford could still take down Kentucky. I'm telling you that's a tough, tough matchup for Kentucky. So Wofford or Seton Hall, I'm running Seton Hall into the Elite Eight where I got Iowa State winning again, going into the Elite Eight in the Sweet 16 and then losing to the North Carolina Tar Heels. Final four matchups, Duke and Florida State. We're going with Duke over FSU. I know FSU is pretty good, but obviously this is Duke we're talking about. They are very good. Yeah, but they are young. They're young, and I don't see that. Usually Duke's in the national championship final four, or they're bounced before the 216. It's pretty crazy. But this year, it's their year. you got to be fair. Uh, Duke to the national title game. And then Tennessee versus UNC and what's going to be an absolute great, great game. Those teams match up pretty well. Tennessee does play better. D might be able to find a way to control North Carolina, but the Tar Heels will prevail. They'll go to the finals, and then we get the clash, the best rivalry in college basketball. Duke and North Carolina in the finals. I got UNC. Those games have been great, especially the last one with Zion playing in the ACC tournament. They're going to Minnesota. They're going to put on a show. It's going to come down to that. A lot of ACC love. I got three teams in there. You could even have four if Virginia were to beat Tennessee in that one. Potential four ACC teams. They're the dominant conference for a reason. There's a reason three ACC teams got number one seeds. They're just that damn good. But that's what we're rolling with. UNC over Duke. I can't wait for this. It's the best time of the year, guys. Uh, get your future bets in for anything. Uh, get your bracket pools. It's going to be fun. It's rude against the guys. I know a lot of pools go deepest. You get the numbers, the deeper you go in. So the final. Uh, if you get the finals right, it's 32, 16 for the final four. You really need that. So if you don't get mad. If it's like, oh, I had Virginia in the Elite Eight. Don't get mad if they're out. If you didn't pick them to go in the final four. Think about how many people are in your bracket pool that had Virginia in the final four. That helps you. So don't get mad about that. So that's the bottom line here. March Madness underway tomorrow night, technically, on that Tuesday, but Thursday's the real day. Rev your beers. Start your betting. Happy degenerate day. This is the best time of the year, baby. March Madness, thank you for listening to Episode 4 of Swimming with the Shark. Good luck on your brackets, everybody.